This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.37. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. It's time for Trending Today. Um, it is, of course, the holiday season. Lots of you are probably on holiday as we speak. So we've decided to talk about the worst type of people to travel with. Guess we want to put a damper on your holiday plans. And or it. open your eyes if you're on vacation and wondering why you're miserable. It might be the person you're with. So Or it could be yourself. It could be you. That's true. I you the one making everyone miserable. So this comes from an ex-user, uh, House of Hilton, who posted asking, um, who do you consider to be the worst type of people to travel with? And so many people clearly waiting to be asked <laughs> because they shared their experiences of um, the things that they basically found the most exasperating when it came to their travel partners. So if we look at some of the tweets, um, a number of different things are emerging. So uh, let's see. Ruang Safia says, uh, the type of person who likes to slow people down, can't sleep here, can't eat there. If he's moody, he doesn't want to go out. There's only one plan. If plan A doesn't work, he'll just want to go back. He likes to stay in one place for a long time because he wants to take pictures that he won't even post. So the question, because you have to ask Ruang, is you know, why would you even begin to <laughs> contemplate uh, a holiday with such a person if you already know them, right? So if you have friends, and this is often the scenario, they're either friends or family, and there's only two categories. I mean, you're hardly going to go on a holiday with a stranger. Well, colleagues maybe. Sometimes. Colleagues, right? Yeah. But in, colleagues are kind of adjacent to friends, right? In the sense that you know their personalities. Yeah. And so you're, you're saying, well, you know, is it possible to have a good time uh, with X, Y, or Z? And so I wonder about that because there are people... Um, Right, who don't get into the into the spirit of things, and what is the spirit of uh, of a of a holiday together, traveling together? Is it is the sense of adventure, the can do, I want to try, the curiosity? I mean, all these things are the kind of traits that you expect to be displayed. Maybe not for the entire year, but at least <laughs> for that holiday. Sometimes I think it's a matter of personality, though. If you're just two different types of personalities, maybe one of you is the kind of person who thinks of a holiday as a time to just chill and have a coffee and people watch and, you know, lays around. And then the other person is the kind of person who's like, okay, I'm waking up at 8 a.m. and doing 40 things before lunch. And then we've got a walking tour. It just means that you have different ideas of what's fun. And that can also mean you don't really travel well together. Yeah. So, the, But shouldn't you have sort of made that determination before you embarked on yes. getting the tickets? So sometimes I think, especially with friends, maybe you don't know what kind of travel personality you are until you actually do that one trip together. And then you might decide, oh, I love this person. I, you know, would trust my life to them, but I cannot go on a holiday with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, without making reference to anybody living or dead, <laughs> if you're listening, it's not you. But I have, of course, uh, traveled with uh, friends and, and thought to myself, now this doesn't work. And, it, and and there are specific pressures, I think, that come to bear on friendships in the travel scenario that maybe are not there in real life or in the kind of ordinary life of day to day that you might have with that person. And so, yeah, so the travel, the first trip together uh, might be, in fact, the 
deal breaker? Well, Ari says, Tardy, can't be on time. Plans get messed up when someone doesn't respect other people's time. Last minute ideas, last minute cancelling, last minute joining, last minute there's a better venue, last minute there's a better idea. So that's actually two different types of things. I think the... But I do think that um, different notions of what time is on a holiday can also be deeply annoying. If you're the kind of person who, you know, I've made a reservation for seven o'clock, we need to leave our place at six and your friend is still, I don't know, taking a nap, not ready to leave. And then you both end up being late. Those kinds of things can really become a problem. Yeah. So Ari's comments go from the traditional sense of bad timekeeping, the tardiness and such, and then uh, edges into uh Almost like spontaneity. Yes. So someone who can't plan, it sounds like. Yeah, right. Yeah. Can't plan. And uh, and I, I, I do that. I mean, one of the things I, I, I guess I w- wouldn't found, would find uh, impossible to countenance is somebody who makes us late to catch a flight or to oh, the bus or the train or whatever it is, yeah. right? Somebody who is going to, in fact, destroy our travel plans. But there's this other thing about, you know, uh, the people who can't make up their minds is the people who refuse to uh, take charge, right? So Quiza has, I'm okay with anywhere, not contributing, contributing ideas at all. And when we give suggestions, there's a Yes, no feedback. As a decision maker, I feel burdened, especially when it comes to food decisions. Yeah. So you uh, kind of put it all on someone else. Yes. So actually, I identify with this a lot. Um, uh, if my friends are listening, they know I love them. Um, I'm often put in the position of being the planner of many trips, right? And I actually genuinely enjoy that. It's not something I dislike, but it can feel stressful when you're constantly making all the plans and you're constantly researching everything. And sometimes you just want want the other people who are there um, to participate, to do some of the work as well. Uh, Maybe you want to be surprised by an idea. Um, Or sometimes it's just the pressure that the make or break of the whole holiday rests on you, right? So I I do get this. So do you want to name and shame people now? I don't because the people that I've often done this with tend to realize and then, you know, they kind of take charge of the things I'm not so good at. So, Shamla, I just want to remind you of the power of radio and the, and the bully pulpit that you have. Hopefully they're on holiday and not listening. <laughs> not listening. <laughs> yeah, I think you should name and shame them. What do you think? No, no, not today. Maybe if you message me, I might tell you privately. So, I'm curious though, have you ever assessed your own, uh, your own travel quirks and whether they are pleasant or unpleasant to deal with? I don't. I think I'm a perfect a travel companion, uh, somebody who is just the right mix of spontaneous and I've got the a larger picture, the bigger picture in mind. I I must say that I, I like my quiet time. So I think what somebody uh, might find annoying is that I sometimes feel the need to retreat into my own corner and not have to engage. And so uh, some people might take that badly. And so, you know, might think of me not wanting to engage or, or being unfriendly or whatever. But I I think maybe as I grow older, I don't know if it's true for you because you're so young, Shamla, <laughs> is that uh, you do need your own time in I did not expect to find this point of similarity between yourself and uh, you you and myself because I've also increasingly found um, no matter how much I enjoy the company of the person I'm traveling with, I do want pockets of time for myself, Um, even if it's just a half hour where I can read a book or, um, you know, just chill by the pool or something. I think a little bit of solitude because, I mean, if you think about it, spending five days sharing a room with somebody or, you know, doing everything with one or one or few other people, 
can start feeling a little overwhelming if you are used to having time to yourself. Well, I'm glad you brought up the sharing the room because I think sometimes um, at the start of the uh, of a plan to go on holiday, one of the things that is top of mind is budget, right? So you kind of think, okay, we'll save money this way, we'll save money. Oh, what, money is actually a big thing yeah, about travel companions. Right, but before I get to, we get to the money and, and sharing the money and how do who spends and who pays back and what, is the question of sharing the room because sharing room is such a good way of saving money but it is the worst thing to do when it comes to the time that you need alone and so this is this is where because you might actually yes. never share a room with a friend unless they're that kind of mm. friend you never share a room with them and suddenly you're forced to over an extended period of time to share a room with them uh and doing the most important part of the day <laughs> so we are asking you what are the worst sorts of people to travel with you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Before Friday materializes, BFM eighty nine point nine. is five forty nine. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. We've been talking about traveling, traveling with people and the things that annoy us the most about that. So uh, this comes from a tweet that's gone viral asking, what are the worst sorts of people to travel with? So that's what we want to hear from you. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a couple of thoughts that have come in on this. So John says, the worst experience I had was traveling to an island with friends who only wanted to take grab everywhere, even though the places we were heading to were within walking distance. Their reason was, it's too hot to walk. Duh, it's an island. I was super frustrated because the best part about spending a holiday in an island like Phuket or Penang is to experience all the... It's to experience all the hidden cafes or bars, the local food stalls, the souvenir shops, which you won't notice if you take a grab. Lesson learned, always pick the best travel buddies to have the best experience. Yeah, I, I feel for John, you know, I almost feel, I feel almost like I know him uh, or her. I mean, you know, with, you know, because you're obviously using a pseudonym. But yeah, the idea is, you know, could you say to your friends, um, well, OK, you take the grab. I, I'm going to do the walking. And would they be OK with that? Or is is the problem with traveling in a group that you it's a kind of all or nothing situation. You have to do things together or there's some breach of some you know, unstated contract. So I think it might depend on the group of friends, actually, because I, I can imagine that sometimes it is a sort of like, oh, why? Why don't you just want to do what the rest of us are doing? Why are you being difficult? Why are you being a loner? So that might be there. Um, but on the other hand, I do imagine that actually depending on the group of friends, one of the nice things is you have the freedom to say, well, today I don't feel like doing this with you guys. I'm going to go do something else, uh, you know, and I'll catch up with you for lunch or, or dinner or I'll meet you where we're going, right? Um, it might have a lot to do with the type of group that you travel with. Group travel is in particular complicated, I think. Um, I always set my expectations very differently when I'm going with a group of people, Um just so that I don't get annoyed by things that I normally wouldn't get annoyed by. All right. So are you the kind of person that in the group you decide to take charge or you hang back because you you rather um, t take that position because it's a position that is fraught with less 
conflict potentially? I usually go expecting that everything is going to just kind of meander along and I'm not going to rock the boat um, unless I feel really strongly about something. Right. Well, you know, we have Belinda who says, I long decided uh, solo traveling is the best. Uh, Even the best of friends are hard to be together with 24-7 for a long or short holiday. The downside of solo travel is that you probably end up with bad breath (laughs) for prolonged prolonged not talking. I'm just kidding. Uh, I talk a lot to the locals and get to know them. Belinda, I love solo traveling. I agree with you. Um, I like traveling solo. I also like traveling with friends, but there are particular things about traveling on your own that are unbeatable. Bad breath, not so much. I will say the thing I get slightly annoyed by when traveling alone um, is one, you actually end up spending more because you can't share food, for instance, right? If you want to try some new local cuisine, whether you like it or not, you're going to have to order full portions and either take it away for later or just eat what you can. Um, And of course, then things like hotel rooms, if you tend to share, you end up spending a little bit more transport, you end up spending a little bit more. Uh, But I agree otherwise. I think solo travel sometimes is the way to go. Yeah, and of course, uh, you have your best friend with you when you travel solo to uh, paraphrase uh, Woody Allen. I do like that. Um, MZ says, the worst thing about traveling, uh, worst people to travel with, COVIDians. Or I suppose people who aren't uh, taking precautions when it comes to COVID or health safety. Yeah, so there's, you know, there's this thing about uh, uh, risk taking during a holiday, right? How much risk taking do you want to do or are you open to? and if the group has a level uh, do you match it are you are you the gut person that is more likely to take a risk and do something like bungee jumping or leaping off a cliff or you know uh, i mean riding a motorcycle whatever it is uh, as opposed to the person who's going to be cautious because you're thinking well if you get into an accident this could be the ruin of our holiday so you know something like bungee jumping or, or whatever to me isn't so much the worry but if i were to go off of the the people who aren't taking precautions for something like covid Um, I'm thinking about more practical measures like um, say you're a group of friends out for a night and then everyone wants to walk back in what feels like a dangerous road and you know one person's like why don't we just book a cab right those kinds of discussions I think can be difficult Um, in in the context of COVID I can easily imagine someone saying I don't want to go anywhere crowded and then someone else in that group being like don't you think you're being a little overly paranoid Yeah, and And those conversations are not fun also yeah so I mean I think the larger the group uh, the more difficult the dynamics you're going to have to somehow find a midpoint of everybody's um, both personality and openness to adventure so unless and I think maybe maybe when you're younger it's easier because the group thing uh, think thing is stronger I think when you're kind of like at high school or you know in university uh, so but I think as you grow older it might become more you might become more hardened in your desires as it put it I mean you might just be somebody who's very clear that this is something that you find fun and, and other things aren't and you're just not going to make those compromises then you go down the Belinda route do solo travelling everyone's happy anyway that is all the time we have for today you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or whatsapp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. tweet us at BFM Radio you have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.